So now we already spoke about this a little bit outside, so we'll go very quickly through this little continuation of a marshal to you, you see how he, what kind of a mechanic he is. He doesn't let you forget, and he goes, he starts you again, he chazes over a little bit, and then he goes further. But he's a terrific, terrific teacher. So he he, he um, strengthens the marshal that we were learning last week, the bicycle. And he says, Naisif Khan at the bottom of Lamed Bay's. Naisif Khan Moshal Shulayavim Ma'atis at the bottom. He says, Let me add a Moshal that will help maybe clarify a little bit more. Kulonim Aminim Benim Aminim Shesh Barilaylam. We all believe, we all believe as the children of believers that there's a creator. Who emes, but there also emes. Shem is true. The Torah is true. Behaldavar emes, everything is true. Who is Baruch? Hiftichanu, but there also Hakadosh Shesh Al Kim Amitzvis. And the Barishon promised us in his Torah. That there's a reward for mitzvahs. That we are rewarded for being mekan the mitzvahs. And Chazal have explained to us that the main reward is not in this world. This world is the world where we work hard. And the schar, we don't really see much in this world. The next world is when we are rewarded. In the future, Ganeiden, the time of schar, of reward. There are different, there are different stages in that future time of reward, and there are different levels of schar of reward, and, and God forbid, the opposite of being rewarded. But there are different levels. Ganeiden, paradise, Yisam Mashiach, Elam Haba, and so on. And all different levels. Levels within levels within levels of the different elements of the different worlds beyond this world. Those are the worlds of schar. Those are the worlds of reward and, and not being rewarded. He says, let's try to focus on this one Nakuda. Page Lamed Bez, the last line. The pleasures of this world that we're familiar with, we recognize them. We're able to we're able to feel whatever, however those however those pleasures are felt, whatever senses are are being used in in enjoying those pleasures, we we feel them and we recognize them. After such and such amount of years. Each person according to the amount of years that Hashem has given him in this world. A person leaves the world. And he comes to the heavenly court. Of course, all of his schusim and all of his chayvis, the good things and the bad things, everything is weighed. Good. They had, a, had the din Torah worked out very nicely, and the psak din is zakai. He's okay. Goes to the good place. So he's all excited. That's all our avoda is to come to that is to be able to come to that point of hearing that word, which is zakai. Yezoicha. It's good. They come to malachim. And everybody's happy, and the malachim is singing, and we're going together, and they're taking you to Gan Eden. No, Harehu Kol He's waiting his entire life, Gan Eden. That's what he's waiting for. All of his avayda. Who avad harbe? He worked very hard to get to Gan Eden. Kiyam harbe mitzvus over the years, many many mitzvus. 
Tamid Shaafli Khanasaganaidin. His entire Shi'ifa, all he was longing for was that beyond this miserable world he'll have a Ganaidin. And now finally this great longing and yearning for Ganeiden is now finally this great longing is going to materialize. It's going to work out. Of course, there's a higher level of serving Hashem which is not for the sake of getting to Ganeiden. But even unless a person is a big, big, big tzaddik, everybody's hoping and dreaming and wishing that we should get to Ganeiden. So they're on their way, right? They're on their way, and and this what this happy, this happy person whose entire life's dream is being fulfilled. He asks the malachim, "Vies ganeiden, you know, heichen, heichen ganeiden. Where is it? Mau hamokim sheilav malichem aisi. Where are they taking me? Was masbiim lahem malachim. So the malachim tell him, Dalacha, you should know. Ki ganeiden ainu bidiuk mashatar chayishev." Ganeid is not exactly what you thought it was. And then he started to get nervous. No, it's a Yiddish Geshef. Something going on over here. It's like a guy that buys property, you know, those deals in Florida someplace, uh, some senior citizen community, you know. So where are we going? When do we get to Ganeidin? So the Malach says, It's not exactly what you thought. When, tell me something the Malach asks. When you were in, when you were in, in, in this world, when you were in the physical world, did you ever touch, did you ever experience Ganeidin? Vada Shaloi. The answer, of course, is no, I never had. Bechimiyachalamashi says Ganeidin. Who could experience or touch or, or see Ganeidin in the physical world? Elama. Hemantashish Ganeidin. The Mal says, ah, so you must have believed there's a Ganeidin. That's what you believed. He had a moon in Ganeidin. The Malach says, you should know. You should know that this Ganeidin that you've been thinking about or been believing in, there is no actual place that we're going to. You'll continue thinking about it. And we'll talk about it. And you'll hear descriptions about it. Like the bicycle, except here the stakes are much higher. Because it's everything we're, everything we're, we're working for and whatever we're doing. In other words, that understanding that you reached in your lifetime, while you're in the physical world, you understood whatever you learned in the Svarim or whatever you understood Gan Eden was, that that understanding, that's Gan Eden. That's all. But without any of okay, without any of the uh, without, without, any, without standing in line at Penn Station, without getting without going through difficulties of Panos, without the Tsaras. That's all, Baruch Hashem. No, but but as far as what's the reward? The reward is the machshav. Okay, whatever you thought Ganeid is, whatever you learned, whatever you saw in the Svar, that's what it is. Kshiyer miladim kezadaver. If they tell the person this, his his response will be one. Nochein me'almed the shikri yatsasi. He says, look, I know that I'm leaving a world of falsehood. The world that I, that life of mine, that world down below. That's an Ahmadishikra, it's a lie. But I have to tell you the truth, I'll say to the angel. I haven't yet arrived in the world of truth. I don't know what world I'm in. But you can't tell me there's the world of truth. There's the biggest scam there ever was. That's a world of truth? 
you have you have me with all your other people down there going the sugar with minyanim, right? And worrying about avayers and trying to do mitzvahs, but everybody else in the world, all the government running around doing whatever they want, and I live this way. And you're telling me now that my hasaga that I had of thinking about a ganeden is now I'm going to be able to do that, except now it's going to be like you know, I won't have to I won't have to go go uh, schlepping and 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 and. And working, but that's my whole. That's the whole Ganeidin. That's not even Hamas. Madua, Kim Chazal Oimer Lanu Sheyesh Ganeidin. Why would a person have this attitude? Why would he be so upset if that would happen? Chashashol. Because Im Chazal Oimer Lanu Sheyesh Ganeidin. Because the feeling that, that the person has that if the Chazal taught us that we have a Ganeidin, the Hechrach Shazul Mitzias Kayamis. Don't tell me it's what I was thinking about when I was alive. There must be something, a place, a, a mitzvah that's called Ganeiden. You tell me that, that my thoughts are Ganeiden? Right. So Chazal told me. So they're going to say, oh, whatever you thought the Zivishkin is. What does that mean? I'm not the Zivishkin is. I thought you're a Kabbalist. Oh, so I, I know what it's supposed to be, you know, but. What do you, so he says, if Chazal taught us that there's such a mitzvah that's called Ganeiden, and that, and that on my whole life, I'm working for that. There must be a reality, not a thought, a mitzvah, where the soul delights. Go after the brackets. Posh the bar. Shegan Eden Zu. It's obvious. This is what we talked about last week. It's obvious that Gan Eden that's promised us by Chazal, who understood the Ratzna Hashem. It's not a piece of information. It's an actual place that, that the neshama, not the body, of course not, but that the neshama will be able to sense. Whatever, again, it doesn't mean a place the way that we define places, but it's something different that the neshama is going to delight in. Even though, even though we don't feel this, in this world, we can't, we can't touch that. We can't envision it. We can't understand it. It's only because in this world, while we're in our bodies, we don't have the spiritual kalim. We don't have, we don't, we don't have the kalim that we need in order to be able to experience Ganeidah. It's not for lack of its existence, because as we sit here speaking right now, Arab Hanukkah As we're talking, there's a Ganeidah right now. And I was eight and Bobbies and the Tzaddikim were in Gan Eden. There's a Mitzvah like that called Gan Eden. We can't, we can't sense it now because we're in our bodies. We can't feel it. Like I once, I think I once told you, with the Naftali Rabshitzer was chalishing. You wanted to see what is Gan Eden, what's Gan Eden, what's Gan Eden. So finally, they answered him in a dream. So the neighbors, they saw, they stopped talking about it so much. So they asked them what happened. So they said that he had a dream. And they told him that if you want so barely to see what's it, what's it like in Ganeidin, so they so they told me that you can come and see, but there's only one way that you could see what it's like in Ganeidin. It means that you have to die. So he said, I was Michael. I said, I'll wait till, uh, till I'm finished. Till I'll, I'll, I'll see, you know, I don't have to see it right now. I said, there's only one 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 way. It's a one way ticket. You don't come back. So they're there right now. That's a deacon. So even when Naftali Rabshetu, who was Kaidish Akadoshim, he couldn't feel Ganeidin while being in this world. So we don't have the kalim. We don't have what's it called the hardware, the soft hardware, right? Is that what it's called? I don't know the computer. We don't have the kalim to be able to 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 feel what's going on in Gan Eden. I will call Lamed Dalad. I will call Yochid v'Yochid Shemanosa Brura. However, 
Every single one of us who has clear emunah, strong faith. That there is a place that's called Gan Eden, and that Gan Eden can be experienced by the Neshama in the way that the Neshama is capable of experiencing, which is something which is real. It's not, it's not Dimyayin, it's not thinking, it's not imagination. How it looks and what that is, and any other. We don't know because we can't in the physical bodies. But there is one thing we do know. That when it comes time to leave this world, and they paskin on you in the Bezin Shomal in the court that you're okay, that you're Zaycha, you then enter into a place that can be sensed, felt with immeasurable delight, which we're not masig. That's called Gan Eden. That is the simple pshat in the Pasuk. Those of you who are attached to Hashem, you are alive, all of you are alive today. The Ramchal explains, the beginning of the Sharm. That Gan Eden is a place is a place where the Nisham will be able to be completely attached to Hashem and there is no greater pleasure or delight than that. But it's not telling you it's not telling you whatever you were thinking. That thought, hold on to that thought. Because that's going to have to last you for eternity. God forbid. Gan Eden, we believe, is a Mitzis of Dveikas Hashem, which is the greatest delight and pleasure, which we don't know, because we're only familiar with with, with, the, with pleasures of this world. We don't know what that means, that pleasure. But it's not to say that it's something that's not real, God forbid, or it's not a mitzis. It's a reality. The same way that we all believe. That Ganadin is a complete and total reality that can be experienced by the Nishama. And whoever is Zakai, whoever is Zaycha, Nichnas Lasham enters into that Mitzvah, that reality. But he's able to feel the delight and pleasure of being there. When the Ramchal says, He explains the Pazik. You're attached to Hashem. Chaim Kulchamim means what? That even in this world, when it says, Those of you who are Dovuk Hashem, if you're attached to God, Chaim Kulcham is the only true life. So now, we're saying like this. We believe that in Gan Eden there's something that we can experience. How do we believe that? Chazal taught us. And, we, and we, it can't be that Chazal to the Baron Shalom is, is behind some scam. The biggest scam there ever was, right? So it can't be. So there's going to be a gewaldige pleasure in Eilam Haba to delight in whatever way the Nisham will delight. But then the Torah says about being in this world. What is the greatest delight and pleasure of this world and the purpose that we're here? Only those who are attached to God, that means in this world, are truly alive. So you say, what are you telling me like this? He's saying that a, a Jew could live in some miserable, miserable little hut, someplace, a chvais, on a deserted island. Or worse, in Manhattan Island, right? You can live in some good, terrible, and and this is a yid that's dovuk by Hashem. He's attached to God, with his heart and soul. 
he can be described as somebody that's alive. Bill Gates, who's living out there in Seattle on his paradise island, whatever that is. So, uh, regarding him, the Torah never said that he's a Lebedeke. He doesn't really know what it means to live. So this little Gidl someplace is living in a horrible little place that doesn't have what to eat. Or there's a Jew, let's say worse than that, there's a Jew that's standing in the middle of concentration camp. And, and the, and the Yemach Shemayinikas are beating him up. And he has a minute to live. And he, and he, and he has that feeling of what? I'm going to die. At that moment, that's called really being alive. That's called really being alive. Not the King of England. <coughs> Not Bill Gates. Excuse me, but it says in Sanhedrin that righteous Gentiles have a place in the world. That's so good. So, so then, then, then it's possible that in the Olam HaSchar, that, that a righteous Gentile is rewarded for doing what he did. But that, even that righteous Gentile could never experience a Dveikas Bashem in this world. Only a Jew can experience that. Only a Jew can experience that. It means that, uh, that, that, that that guy that lived a good life and kept the seven mitzvahs of Nenoch because they were given on high Sinai and he was good to Jews and he was good to Jews so good, so there's a special thing that he's able to have good that's the ashes of Hashem, Hashem is fear but, but like you know, I'll tell you something I don't know if I told this, but I, I read this you know, there was a famous Yiddish writer, I don't want to say his name, we're learning to say It's a famous Yiddish writer that his father was a big Elohid, his father was a, a huge Tamachachim in Warsaw. He, he, he wrote a Nobel Prize, I mean, he was very famous, you probably know what I'm talking about. And um, he, wrote, he wrote memoirs of what, I'm not recommending his books to anybody, <coughs> but I read that he had stories from growing up in, in Warsaw. Among the Chassidim, his father was a big person. And it happens that he wrote these very beautifully because he, he has tremendous kaychas of writing and uh, there's nothing bad in it. It's all his, it's all his memoirs of, of his father was at Saudi. And the Jews of war said it was very colorful. So he said that he remembers when he was a child his father, they're having a din tire in his father's house and his father's bismarish. And his father had to send him, he had to go find, to bring right away a yid that had to testify. So his father sent him to the, to, so they, he asked, they were looking for this guy, and they told him, this guy, at this time of the day, it was very early in the morning, had left the mikveh now. He's in the mikveh. <laughs> so the father, so the writer's father said, go to the mikveh and tell him, he has to come right now to, my, to, to the shul, right now. So he said, as a little boy, I ran, I ran to the mikveh, I come to the mikveh, and it was steam, steam all over, you know. They used to use the mikveh, it was like a spa, you know. That was the book that I had. So he says, and he walks, I'm some of you might have seen him use line this type of mikveh. He says, he walks into the mikveh. He says, he comes in his steam, and he says, and there are, there are two mikvehs. One of them is packed with people, squeezing and coming out. And then the other one, there's one altiyid, altiyid over there. One altiyid, this, that's the one that no one, can, no one else can walk into, it's so hot, right? It's burning hot, that other mikveh. So everybody's in one mikveh, and there's one yid in the, Oh, in the hot mikveh, in the burning hot mikveh, and and the writer says that he remembers what he said, that he had his eyes closed, he was red like a tomato. And he had his eyes closed. He said, and he said, "Rabbi he said, "He doesn't mean he said, may no guy ever have such pleasure as I'm having now." <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
may no guy ever have the Hanoi that I'm having now. <laughs> that was his avoid in the mikvah. That, that, you know, he was talking about the, the he was probably a Tzibrach and I mentioned, a hard-working, tired, sickly person he had Hanoi being in the mikvah. But the truth is that there's a, there's a Hanoi that a Jew could have and I'm using all that as a marshal of, of being attached to Hashem, being mikvah yisrael Hashem, being attached to the barikal alamim. But no guy in the world can have such a problem. In other words, we're sitting here with these from people, and, and the guy would all laugh at us. But we don't do this, we don't do anything, we don't do this. We live like this kind of what kind of life you have. What is that? That's a life. What do you do when you're off from work? I, I read books. <laughs> I read books. I go to pray. I mean, they're not, they're not massing. How can we have any pleasure, right? And sometimes, sometimes there's a little bit of a thing in a person's head that says, you know, they have, they have, the guy have, they have a lot of fun. But the children are all thinking about it. The kids, what am I, get, what am I getting? You know, what are my parents putting me into over here? What is this? And they see what goes on a little bit in the world. When you raise them totally isolated, they don't know so much. But the kids will see, they understand. In the post, it says, chaim kol You don't know what it means to live. No guy can have such pleasure. Can a guy have a pleasure? Is there such a thing in Ilam Haba for a guy? There's such a thing. The Ramapaskans, there is. There is such a thing. But Vekas Bashem in this world. So now, if Ganadin is something which the Bhagavad said is the highest thing you could have in the next world, there's something called Ganadin where you're going to experience the greatest pleasure and delight. And he told us in the same Torah, not only Chazal, but in the Torah it says, that only when you dove it to Hashem and you're really alive, you really know what it means to live, to have a pleasure. Like that Sadiq, like one of the great rabbis, I don't remember which rabbi it was, that when he, you know, young you're supposed to divide up. It's in the Gemara, you know, Chatzil Hashem, Chatzil Hashem. Right? To half, half is for the Bari Shalom and half is for yourself, means eating and, and so on. So then resting. So which Sadiq was it that, 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 that when he was finished davening on Yantiv, it was a late davening, he said, if the singing, the davening, he says, okay, Bari Shalom, now I finished, now I finished the, uh, the Chatzil Hashem. Uh, now I finished what, that, the Chatzil Hashem, because it was so Gishmat. Now I'm going to have to go eat, and you know, that's the Chatzil Hashem. We don't understand what that means. Was by him davening was so delicious. My gosh, was sitting there like this. By him the davening was so delicious. He said, "All right, I was yoyt. Now, now I had the Hashem. That was the chatzach. I'm so gishmak. Now I have to go to eat and you know be, do that stuff. Go to eat and to and to rest a little bit and to go to the bath and what a person needs to live. And this was that's the chatzach. I'm doing that for your sake because my gishmak is being in shul. When I have a pleasure from his being in shul, when I'm asking that rule, that if you'd ask any. Any little schlup in the time of our parents or grandparents, not only that, but a schlup that was abused and, 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 and hurt in this world, is it good to be a Jew as gets his eat? Is it hard? Say that, but is it good to be a Jew? Would you trade it in for anything in the world? And says, no. But then the person would say, why? What pleasure do you have from this? And how many of our ancestors have given this, given this, made this offer? If you'll convert, then you'll have X, Y, and Z. And you'll have a life that's filled with our pleasures. No. Not massive what that means. Unless a person is in that position. So if the Baruch Shalom said, It can't mean that it's something imaginary in the brain. It must be that there is such a Matthias. That a Jew who is attached to God experiences immeasurable pleasure and delight in this physical world. In this world. Mamish. That's what he says. 
That's what Amchal saying at the beginning of Mesil Sharm. That now, today, in this world, Al Ha'adam Liyaz David Babayrai. The Pasuk's talking about being in this world, it's the mitzvah, it's the mitzvah, same with the Raisa, to be attached to God. I mean, each Navi Jew can do that. And when you do that, you have the most unbelievable pleasure and delight. It's called living. We're learning from the Ramchal In this world A person can feel and experience closeness to God And that's the most unbelievable thing A person can experience and feel that Not that it's something which Only uh, theoretical You can experience and feel it Why do you have to go to the whole Marshall to make this point? The marshal, the marshal of Ganeidin is that the same way that the promise of of closeness to God is described it, it, that we're told in the next world is called Ganeidin, and that it can't be that Ganeidin is something which is just in the mind of a person theoretical. It can't be that, that Hashem would do that. And that's not what Chazal meant, and that's not what it means in the Neviim. It can't be such a thing. So too. When, in other words, it's something which you feel, the neshama feels and experiences, so too, that when the Baruch Shalom says, it means that in this world can also be felt. Not the same way that it's felt there, because there we, we don't, we're, not, we don't have, we're not encumbered with our bodies. And to shouldn't say it's not shy to do this right. way, to feel something. Right. Right. So the, and only, the, the only difference is there, we're unencumbered with, we don't have to have, worry about the physical thing. So that's, and over here, we, over here we have the bodies. But with the bodies, and with, with the eating and drinking, sleeping, everything else, with all of that, Atmat Vekim Hashem is something which is real. The Baruch is not talking about ideas. He's talking about experiences. The same way that Vekim Hashem is experienced after, after our lives, it's experienced during this life on a different level, but it's experienced. That's what he says, Lachain, therefore. Hanakuda Shikiv Yachal Pshuta Etzel Kulam. This point, which is obvious and simple to all of us, the belief that there's a creator. Knowing there's a creator is not just a piece of intellectual information. It is a living, breathing reality. Being, believing in Hashem and being connected to Hashem. The same way that you could feel the table, you could smell the air, what's in the air. And there's a reality that's going, that's going, we're going to experience that's called the days of Mashiach. And there's something beyond that that's called what? Gan Eden. That's called Gan Eden. That's something real that's experienced. So too. That reality that David Melech described as closeness to Hashem, that there's nothing better than Kivis Alakim, which is closeness to God, that the purpose of our creation of being in this world is to delight in God and to delight in the closest to Him. And the closest to Hashem, that means that the Ramchal says that's the purpose of our creation, which none of us have probably felt yet. But that's why we're here. That means we can, and it's something we can feel, and it's real. Not with your eyes, not with your nose or mouth. But as he said, with the Chush which we're going to talk now about.
how to do that. Gam he mitzias gemurish ein mitzias yoyse gemurim. It's a it's a complete reality. Not only that, there's no greater reality than that. That's why it says in pasuk, "Atam adveikam b'shalom kechem b'chayim kulchem." You're only alive if you're attached to God. That means everybody else they're going through the motions, but they've never ever lived. They've never ever really lived. Nidreshes me adam his abundance good idol b'dvaram. A person has to think about this a lot. Lirais. We have to stop and think. What was I thinking until today? Until I learned this. What was I thinking? And how are we going to understand things from now on? A person has to sit and think about this. This is what we should think about right now. Really, we have to think about it. All the Torah that I learned until this day. That means from the time that we learned Allah base. Well, from the time that we first heard about the Torah, until this day that you and I are living, some of us are a little bit older, some of us are younger, till this day, all of that Torah, and all of my davening that I ever davened, the thousands of tefillahs that I davened since the time I said, since the time I first said, Torah thousands and thousands and thousands of tefillahs, all of us have said, all of that, if it hasn't brought us to feel, all of the learning and all of the tefillahs haven't brought us to this simple hergish, a simple feeling in the heart that Hashem is real. And that is something which to, to fill you with pleasure, with delight. Which is the greatest feeling to live with. Born to be attached to. Imkain, what this means is logically, all of my diving and all of my learning, Hashem counts it for points. You get points. You know, it's good. You get you get uh, tickets and things to go, whatever. But all of that, he says, all of my tarimisus was just things that I know about. That's it. It's just something that's in my brain. All that I was learning about is just in my brain. All my davening is just things that I'm saying in my head and saying with my mouth. Not anything that, not anything, all of that hasn't brought me to the simple hergish of God's presence in, and feeling that as something which is absolutely real. My heart still has not gotten to work. Because the heart is that part of us that feels God, which, which the rest of the Savior is about. My heart is that part of me that feels God. Not my eyes, not my, not my mouth, not my ears, the heart. So after all the tarin, after all the davening, my heart doesn't feel it. That's why when there's something interesting that the heart does feel, that the heart has a, a taiva for, it will go after it instead of God. Even though, even though, the, even though, you know, a person feels like sleeping, he'll stay in bed instead of getting a familiar. He doesn't feel the love of God, but he feels the love of his pillow. And the pillow, the pillow could win. Sometimes the pillow wins. Sometimes you win because Yisachel says, you know what? Even though I feel like sleeping, listen carefully. Even though I feel like sleeping, I know I have to get up. Listen to the words. Because this is in our brains every single time. I feel like sleeping, but I know I have to go to shul. I feel like staying home Shabbos morning, but I know I have to go daven. I feel a thick now, let's make it more complicated. I feel like doing this Avera. But I know I can't. That's so sad. That's how Halidus came. It's a struggle, and we get rewarded for our struggles. But listen to the words. I feel like doing this, Avera, 
but I know I can't. Just, uh, I'm going to get it. Now, what he's saying is the tachlis of how Yiddishkeit is, I feel like going to the, do this mitzvah. I feel like going to shul. I feel like davening every second. I feel like talking to the Bible every second. But I know that I have to go to work now. No? I know that I have to go to work. That's what that Sadiq was saying. I feel like davening every minute of my life, but I know that I have to go eat or I'll die. That's what he said. I feel... But that's not how we... The way we think is, I feel like sleeping, but I know that I have to daven. I feel like eating, but I know that I have to fast. I feel like doing the there, but I know that I can't. I feel like... Uh, forgive me, just to make it real... Uh, clear. I feel like uh, speaking of uh, that lady over there pst, to talk about something, whatever, or Khalila, you know. But I know that I, I, I know that I can. And the bishop says, "You're a good boy. You're a good boy. Good, 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 good." For example, try to piece of food. Why well, shouldn't say it's yes, yeah, it's terrible. I feel like it's good, but I know it's not. Terrible. Well, I'm a tiger, some other thing. Right. So, right. So, Chazal say you shouldn't say yefshi. Then I don't. I don't want to have. I don't have a tiger. You should say I. W- I would like to have that. I would like to have that. But what can I do? Because the Baruch Shalom is guys are alive. The Baruch Shalom told me I can't. Okay. Now let me explain where that's coming from. You have just like you have in in in. in you have in school or in anything you have beginner's level and advanced level. It's true. There are beginner there's a, at a beginner's level. But could imagine if you go to the Chavitz Chaim, you say to the Chavitz Chaim, Rabbi, do you, do you feel like let's forget about the piece of trade. Let's talk about things that Rabbi say to Chavitz Chaim, Rabbi, do you feel like going to talk to the secretary over there in the Radin Yeshiva? There's no lady secretary around. <laughs> do you feel like talking to the lady over there? So Chavz Chaim would say, F she, I, you know, I would like to, but the Rajon told me I can't. If you said to Chavz Chaim, Chavz Chaim would turn, would turn white and say that I haven't thought about, uh, 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 I haven't thought about a woman, God forbid. Which is the truth. Chavz Chaim. Well, I'm not even masking to talk about him like that. But I'm saying, so what does it mean? What does Chaz- You're right. What does the Gemara mean when it says that? Don't say, don't say you don't want to eat tray. If you want to eat tray, but the Rajon says you can't, it means... Beginner's level. Because we have to behave. And the Barnishal knows his chayr, he knows his customers. So if we're going to go like how I like and how I don't like, it would be big trouble. So Barnishal says, the Barnishal says, don't tell me what you like, you don't like. You're a slave, you're a servant, do the right thing. And and, and don't tell me you eat what you, because you're not eating treif because you don't like the treif. Even if you like the treif, don't eat it. Why? Because God told you not. But that's not the tachlis of Atam, Advekim, Basham, Lakerim. It's the beginner's level. It keeps you in line. It keeps you in line. Like the Ramam says about the reward for mitzvahs and things like that. He said that that's for the women and the children. In those days the women didn't learn. They, didn't, they weren't educated. For the women and children, you tell them it's like you, like you give candy. Like you give it to the kid. Is that the, is that the tachlis? How would you feel if your 21-year-old kid is in yeshiva and he says, I'm only going to learn today, daddy, if you give me, the, if you give me money. You know, it's, it's embarrassing. The, the avoid is that it should be atam atveikam asham lakechem chayim kulchem That's the avoid. Yeah. Do you call that uh, fear of Hashem? Yeah. No, what, so why would you call that beginner's level? I mean, uh, because even compared to love, fear itself, there are, le- there are different levels of awe and reverence and revering God. Fear is exactly what I'm talking about. The Ram says that at a beginner's level, the way to keep us in line is by being afraid. But there's an advanced level, which is I can't possibly do it. I can't possibly eat right because I love God that much. I can't, you know, 
Well, it's a person, you tell a person, how come you're not going off God for with another woman? He says, I'm afraid that my wife will catch me. So fear what kind of a marriage is that? Fear is not on the same level. No. No, no. no but a person, says, a person says, I'm afraid my wife is going to find out. That's, that's, that's not means, the opposite side of the coin. No. No. That's why a person says, how, how can you talk to me? I love my wife. How, 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 how can you even say such a thing to me? Not, I'm afraid she'll catch me. Mm-hmm. If a person has a marriage like that, it's achim Right? So the taklis is dveikis, is ahav. He says, and so he says, yes, let's finish the part. Yes, this page. Yes, lahargish ki eis ata lo'inaganu b'shei la'ech v'keitzad la'avay. One should feel at this point that we haven't yet even touched upon a true way to serve Hashem. Meaning, of course, learning and davening and mitzvahs, but how to feel Hashem. We haven't yet learned. We haven't even started. The tzaddik writes here, I haven't yet, we haven't got into that yet. How do we do that? How do we get to that place? All I wanted to explain is this nakuda. Maya tachlis. What's the tachlis, which is dveikas Hashem? And what is the true reality, which is man's responsibility and obligation, a Jew's obligation to live up to in his life? And before we actually get down to practical work, I want you to, I want you to go over what we learned. He says, and think about this at one time, another time, and another time. It's not like you're just learning a safe, a nice thing for the parsha, and maybe you know you'll remember, maybe you won't remember to come around back to Vayeshev again. Maybe you remember. That's not it. This is the tachlis of life. So you have to hear this, and we go over it. To think about it and to and to and to fix it, mamish, to in, in, in deep in the mind, until slowly but surely it begins to seep into the heart. It begins to, you begin to feel it. Although he tells us, of course, how to accelerate all of that. We're going to learn how to accelerate, how the heart should learn how to feel. It'll become a it'll become attached. Latzmid means attached. It'll become attached to the to the walls of the heart. It'll become part of you. And it will and it will bring about inside of you, it will give birth to this tremendous deep longing. to serve the with greatness and with and, and, and with attachment. With great attachment. Okay. So we're up to Pagdal. Here, the Tzadah begins to tell us what does it mean to feel Hashem? What does it mean to feel Hashem? And what can we do? What do we do? Lamaisa, to feel Hashem. To, to bring this into the heart. How do we actually go about doing it? Because Baruch should help us not just, to, not just to think about it and to learn it, but to actually to experience it. And, and it's possible. The whole Indian of Hanukkah is Rabbi Miyad Ma'atim Tmeyimat Taharim Misham Yad Tzadigim that the, the few were delivered into the hands of the many and the wicked into the hands of the righteous and the, the impure in the hands of the pure the Siddiquim say it doesn't only mean when you're fighting against a bunch of like thugs you know it means that in each and every one of our lives like for instance let's say today today how many moments if you add up the moments of today how many minutes in a day right? 60 times 24 whatever that, has, uh, whatever that cheshman is if you add up the moments if you add up the moments of the day and you say, okay, how many minutes today did I spend with God? And how many minutes did I spend with clients and customers and friends and talking and this, kids, whatever? It comes out, there's only a few minutes with God. Now, let's say, you, let's say you're 40 minutes, you're davening chakras, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. So altogether, it's an hour you spend davening, right? Let's say you learn for an hour or two. So let's say it's two hours. 
of the time that you're davening, but you have to take away the time that you weren't really thinking about God. Okay, so then you left, let's say, with around a couple of seconds, right? So a few minutes, a minute to the other, a minute to the learning. No, no. So then you look at your day and you say, what's going to be with me? There are many, 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 many moments that have nothing to do with God. There's only a tiny little bit that has to do with God. The promise of Hanukkah is Rabbim Ma'atin. A Jew has the strength to make that one little minute, like the oil, to light for eight days. You understand? Yeah. That the many minutes of the day can be delivered, delivered into the hands of the few minutes of the day. If the davening is ernst, if the davening is real, and the learning is real, then the many can be delivered into the hands of the of the few. Same thing. There's so much tumor. We're living in such a crazy place at a crazy time. How could I possibly or my children overcome all of that? The koyich of Chanuk is temein biyad taharim. Maybe shor biyad that a person has the ability that's the whole nation of Hanukkah is that the little bit can conquer the lot and, and that's why if we learn how to work on this Indian that our relationship to Hashem's book will be real then that little bit of pure oil has to be pure even though it was one little jar of oil but it had the seal of the Kangal it was pure, it was real then you can make it through the day no problems with, with all the nisyonis you can make through the day. But if you start off your day, and the oil is already like, you know, you know, it's not so gewaldic. It's not so gewaldic. And it's got all kinds of schmutz in it. Then it doesn't keep the fire burning through the day. And then you have all the nisyonis, it's, it's almost impossible. So Shem's book should help us that we should, each and every one of us find that jar of pure oil, light it, and keep the fire burning. We'll continue.